podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Yes, guys, I'm Sai. Welcome back to Ace Podcast Nation for another episode of My Story. And uh, we're here at Eat Sleep Media again. Big shout out and thanks to them, as always, for uh, hosting me and my guest. My guest this evening, this morning, as it is. Uh, delighted to say he's uh, another hot prospect from Gary Lockett's gym. Is uh, boxer, Mr. Kane Shepherd. How are yes, you, my sir. friend? I'm good, thank you very much. How are you? I'm good, mate. I'm uh, looking forward to it because, obviously, I, I was at the Abergavenny show um few weeks back and um was watching with my missus and my father-in-law because kieran sorted us out with tickets because kieran come down here yeah. yeah oh yeah i've seen you ago, on yeah. That. yeah i did and then yeah so like he'd give me some tickets and, I, and he said come up so we went up and uh i did a good night like enjoyed it but your fight in particular and i'm not just saying it because you're your, your fight in particular caught my eye because I hadn't seen you fight before. Like I followed you on social media because I follow quite a few of like Gary's fighters yeah, and that. Of course. And um, yeah, I was just impressed with everything, they, the way you went about business. Like you were so quick, and uh, the guy just didn't quite not know what to do with no, your speed and no, that. No, 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 no. But uh, let's talk about you a bit, mate. Like, how did you? What was you, what was you like as a kid? First of all, um, I was, was a, a good boy. I was a good kid. Yeah. I was a good kid. Um, obviously, my mum and dad, they were quite strict. So, yeah. Um, like, they always kept me on the right path and stuff like that. I think I had a little dip when I was first getting into high school, but I think Most everyone stage, everyone goes through that little stage, yeah. don't they? So I went through that stage, and then, funny enough, the only thing that put me straight back on um, doing well was the biggest threat was, like, telling my coach. Yeah. Like, my mum and dad, they could shot at me, but I'd be all right. Mm. As soon as they said they're going to tell my amateur coach, I was shitting myself. So, yeah. I, as soon as I got called into, I think it was like the weight room in my amateur club. And um, he literally just said like a couple of weeks to me. And I was like, I'd come out crying. Mm. I was crying my eyes out. And then ever since that day then, I'm not going back down. And then he called me back in. And then you say you're proud of me. Yeah. So I think like that played a big part of what I was what happened then after that. See, I just stuck straight and arrow. It's interesting, like because I got a f- like three boys now, teenagers. The youngest one is fourteen. Like if he's naughty, like I could tell him, and he might listen to me. But like at some point, it just becomes oh, dad's just telling me something again. Yeah, cool. And same with my missus. But then if he if this football coach speaks to him. Who's really close to and I'm mates with, he just, he listens straight away. On board straight away. Yeah, it's infuriating. It's infuriating <laughs> as a parent, like because yeah. you're like, that's what I've been saying for the, like the last three weeks. Yeah. But uh, no, it's all good. I think it's good doing it because, like those teenage years, when you especially when you go up to high school and you've got all kids mixing from different schools, I think um, it goes under the radar a bit. I think it's really hard for boys when you go into high school. 
because everyone you've got like at least sort of three four maybe more than that school like primary schools all coming together and boys are like they're all kind of you're all like jostling for position if you like of like because the kids in it is who's the artist who's the best and you get like grouped up like you just end up with people who've got similar interests or whatever yeah. or people you know and you get split from <clears> your mates and it is it's hard isn't it because it's usually like a much bigger school than where you've come from and if you end up hanging around with kids who are getting in trouble and or doing the wrong things it's quite easy to like I've seen in my three boys years I've seen a lot of kids who in primary school were like the best you know well behaved the most polite kids you yeah. could meet and then by the end of high school they're kind of not even going to school and um, yeah, yeah. they're in all sorts yeah, of trouble yeah it does like. happen a lot yeah. but there's not much you can do are you Cardiff boy? yeah Cardiff boy yeah. so you've been you lived in Cardiff all your life yeah, yeah yeah, that's what I like to hear Lamb Romney I've had far too many jacks on your day <laughs> just got to get some Cardiff people because um, yeah we've had a few lately like they wouldn't even didn't even notice they just like one and then it would, I, so I had T-Rev rapper he's a full on jack and then I had a uh, comedian on last week and just before I knew it, it was like four, three or four in a row. I was like, this has got to stop straight <laughs> away. Accounting. I need to sort this out <laughs> now. Um, what about like sports away from boxing when you were younger and that? Do you have, were you any good at anything else? Um, or was it always fighting? It was always fighting, but I did play a bit of football. Yeah. Um, I wasn't too bad at football. Um, I dabbled in rugby a bit, but I was more of a young age type of thing. Yeah. Well, I played football quite a bit, but then boxing just took over then because I started when I was seven anyway. That's quite young, isn't it? Yeah, I started when I was seven because of my dad, and then I um I think when I was young I took like a couple months off, and I started um, doing taekwondo. Okay. And then I think I lasted about three sessions in taekwondo because mm. I was I remember I just loved the hard way of a boxing seat. I went there, everyone just running around, just doing nothing, and I was just like, nah, I yeah. need to go back to boxing, so ever since then, that was this switch. So you started boxing at seven, was that like just because of your old man, basically, was it? Um, Did you have like an interest in it at all, or was it just they were trying to no, find you something to I always, do? I always loved, like, when I was a little kid, there's pictures of me, like, four or five, punching... Um, you know, those things you step on, you punch, hit yeah, back, yeah. all that. So I was always asking, when can I go, when can I go? And I think, like, they finally let me in then at seven, so um, that was it then. So I always ask this to fighters, like MMA and boxers, like, because a lot of the coaches I speak to, they'll say, like, you, you know, you get people who will come to... They want to train MMA or they want to train boxing, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I can do this." And then the first time they get punched in the face, it's a bit of a shock. Yeah, yeah, because you've got to get used to it, haven't you? And I think um, some people don't come back from it. Do you remember the first time, like you just got smashed straight in the face? I can't remember my first bar, mm. but I remember I remember my first exhibition. Okay. And um, I remember I've been probably about twenty-eight kilos. Couldn't reach the top rope, gloves <laughs> up to my elbows. Um, but I loved it, I relished in it. And um, as far as sparring, I remember the like one of the first hard spars I had was with um, 
this kid called Aaron Atkins, and he was older than me, mm. but he could hit that hard. And um, my dad used to just put me in the trenches, so I remember getting hit, and then like I'd be crying in the ring. Yeah. But like I think it was more of anger then. Frustration when you're young, innit? Frustrate. I was frustrated. I was angry. I would never quit. So I, the net, I would always just keep going, keep going. And then, like, something inside of me, I just, I'd ride it. But I think that was, like, the first time I was like, like, this is tough. Because I think he hit my nose. And my no. nose was just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> but but it, the other thing as well is, like, when kids are young, innit? Like, seven, eight, whatever. They don't know quite how to deal with, like, frustration. Yeah. So they don't always cry because they're, like hurt or upset or whatever it, it can be like a frustration thing can't it yeah, or they, yeah. like just like ah. so I can imagine yeah if you get like punched on the nose as well yeah be, uh, be tricky what's um, are you a fighter who gets like nervous before fights and stuff like that have you got better as you got older or is it I've, def- I've definitely got better when I get the older I've got because I've been more nervous for every amateur fight okay. I used to be like feeling like why am I even here doing it yeah. like, I want to go home Yeah, I couldn't eat nothing I was felt sick as a dog but as soon as my debut I think it was I thought oh, I feel like I should be more nervous than I am but like I was just I felt so calm and it, it was kind of like everything was just meant to be if you know yeah. what I mean I just I relished in it and I just felt like you were in nervous. the right place yeah like it was about, about time that type yeah. of thing it was because it was interesting. I watched like um, the majority of the fighters coming out of the Abergavenny show, and you looked so relaxed. I said to my father-in-law at the time, I said he looks like he's going down the shop. Like yeah, you know, he just yeah, looks yeah. so relaxed. Yeah. And obviously, I think I'd seen clips of you fighting in your first two fights, but like with that one, it's the first time I'd seen you fight from start to finish. So I was I was thinking like, if you're that relaxed, you're either going to be very very good, or it's gonna go the other way, and you're gonna like you're not gonna be yeah, sort yeah, of yeah, ready of for what's coming, sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. And obviously you dispatched it nicely. Yeah. But you had a good big following as well. Like you know, there was a lot of people up there, and then as soon as you come out after your fight, and just sort of mingled in the crowds, you were just surrounded. Surrounded, like, yeah. It was mad, like just watching it, just because I seen you sort of come out because we were stood off to the side because my missus had broken her coccyx, so she was like sat on a chair to the sort of this side yeah. and um, so we were just sort of stood watching and I seen you come around the side and then as soon as one person seen you like you just like yeah, swarmed <laughs> yeah. like to see but um, how do you cope with that like I'm assuming like a lot of them and people you know and like, friends and family and that but like how do you cope with that much attention and people surrounding you uh, it's got to be a bit like whoa yeah um, it's a bit overwhelming as a, like especially when I first jump out the ring, it's a bit overwhelming because obviously you've got to see everyone, and you've got yeah, to, of course, yeah. got to make time for everyone. But as far as before the fight, like there's a bit of pressure, mm. but like it's just what you need in there. Like at this stage, the more tickets you sell, the better yeah, it is course, basically. Yeah. In it, so like I love it to be honest. I'd rather have a massive crowd than no crowd at all. So. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think um, like you mentioned the tickets there, like it's bit of a bugbear of mine that like young fighters have got to sell tickets to get yeah. on shows and that because I always feel like it should be based on 
talent, isn't it? If you, talent and you are, like, yeah. If you, as you're working out and you're yeah. going, like, it shouldn't be whether you've got, like, a big circle of people you know or the area where you're from or no. it's, like, big and boxing. It should be that you're good enough and you work your way up. Of course. But it is what it is. You know, it's, the, it's the situation. Hopefully, I'm, you know, I hope it does change because I think it does, it does make me wonder how many, like, really talented young boxers kind of drop out and just pack it in yeah because I they can't go exactly against yeah I bet there's loads there's there's um I don't think you want me to mention it there's a kid Callum he comes to he's with Gary mm. obviously he struggles to sell tickets because he's from Bath so any show he's oh, on yeah, down okay. here he don't really he can't really sell no tickets but I think um he just signed to a different manager okay. and he's been fighting on um um TM fourteen promotions and they do like now they are starting to change it a bit, see they do um like a lot of show in the Peacock gym. Mm. And I think they pay both sides so it, you don't even have to sell a ticket. So that's like a, it's better, isn't it? a blessing for him really. Because yeah. he's super talented so Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it, if you if you like training and fighting in an area which is not yours, it's even harder. It's isn't harder it? to get, yeah, yeah, of course. Big time because people got travel and yeah, and then yeah. obviously people like us. Oh, he had some bad luck. Like I think he was meant to make his debut twice, I think, and they pulled out twice. So then obviously you send a ticket, you got to try and sell tickets again. Yeah. People are gonna be like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna buy this again. Gonna, yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's it's difficult, man. It's like um like. Boxing and to a lesser extent MMA, they're the only sports who do that. Like every other sport, it's like if you're talented, you kind of, you know, you've got to get a bit of luck maybe in like football or football, something to yeah. get spotted. But once you're in the system, if you're good enough, you just kind of, you know, you work your way up, don't you? Yeah. And it's weird to me because fighting, both boxing and MMA, because it's, you know, it's an individual sport. Obviously, you've got your teams around you. But ultimately, to me, it should be like, if you're good enough, enough, you just yeah. work and yeah. you go through the go through cool. the gears and such. Um, what's your least favorite thing about being a boxer? It's prob. I don't know. I would say missing out on a lot of things, but it bothers me at times. But then sometimes I feel like. I know where I'm doing it, so yeah. it don't really make too much of an impact. But other than that, probably the dieting. Cause I hate dieting. <laughs> yeah, that's it's gotta be brutal. It gotta be dieted. I suppose as well, like it's the thing, and it, but it's it, it is the same for any like young person who will, wants to be a professional athlete, isn't it? Like you sacrifice, yeah, sacrifice going out with your mates. Yeah, of course. You sacrifice when you're younger, like, and your mates are going out. Do whatever, like 16, 17, your mates are going out. Yeah. You've got to go and train and do that. And then as you get older and they're going to the pub or they're going out on a weekend and whatever, you've got to kind of be like, yeah, I can't do that. So it's yeah. like, yeah. you know why you're doing it, but it's it's a sacrifice, isn't it? Yeah, and I think um, yeah. that's why you can understand sometimes when boxers in between fights, they kind of like, right, let's go and have some food and go all a few beers. Like, yeah, but yeah. I don't know, it's, it's, weird, it's weird for me, like, I'm 40, 41, and, um, like, I don't really drink no more, but, like, I look back at my, sort of, 18 to, probably, like, late 20s, it's pretty much all I did was drink, Yeah. and it's like, um, I was good at, I was good at football, I was good at cricket, like, 
since like when I was 16, 17, I was like at like sort of like that academy level. But I didn't have the I didn't have the um the dedication to it in terms of like after my old man died when I was sixteen, particularly I was like um it was like say a training night up at the academy or whatever, and I'd say to my mum, oh, I'd, I'd rather go out with my girlfriend, you know, and and because my old man had died, she was just like, yeah, you know, do what you want. Like, whereas my yeah. dad would have been like, get the fuck, get in the car, like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you got to have you've got to have the mindset from there from a young age, I think, to be a professional sportsman, hundred percent, or woman, um, 100%. like. Have you met many like dickheads within like the boxing scene? Because it feels to me like there's less than there was a few years ago. Like everyone who I speak to seems to be really sound, but I also speak to mostly like Welsh boxers and yeah. commentators and whatever. So yeah. it's like kind of like a it's everyone knows each other. Yeah, of course. Um, no, I haven't. I haven't, to be honest with you. Um, Everyone I've met in boxing, I've either become really close to or like a lifetime friend. Like, so, yeah. mm, nah, I can That's really good, say though, anything it? about anyone. Because, like, I feel like, particularly year, like years ago, when I was younger, like I feel like um, fighters had to deal with like a lot of like shady promoters and just just hassle. Yeah. Whereas you want to just f- focus on the fighting, fighting and stuff. And yeah, everything. of course. It probably it definitely still happens. Yeah, it definitely still happens, but but it's the same in anything. <coughs> isn't it? There's there's like dickheads everywhere, in that. Yeah, like, you know. Course. So it's just it is what it is, I suppose. Yeah. What's um like what's an average day like for you? Um, to how early do you get up? I get up about half eight. Is it half eight in the morning? Some breakfast. Um, I go straight to Gary then about eleven o'clock, or just before eleven o'clock, get ready train till about half one I'll probably leave there literally home food shower and I'm straight back out the door then I'm either going up um, to the gym do like strength work sprints or even most of the time I go back to my amateur club especially if I'm not in fully camp I go back up there and I just um, I just like like I like giving back to kids I like yeah. teaching them Cause like I'm a no one right now, do you know what I mean? But to like a kid in the gym, he's like, "Ah, yeah. oh, Kane's in the gym." So I always help them out, do you know what I mean? So, and then I get a session myself. Yeah, then expect like local kids, isn't it? Like they um, will like look at you as if you are like that top top level boxer yeah, already, 100%, like you, yeah. and you're that big name. Like I always find it weird. Like with my help with my boys' football team and. Um, we're gonna we're doing a series now where we're gonna follow their team this season and film their games and that and give them little interviews and stuff. Yeah. Because I think it's like a wicked memory for them because cool. they um they got promoted last year <clears> and that and then um, like they keep coming up to me every week going I watched your podcast last week <laughs> and I'm like oh, and but they think it's like this like this massive thing oh you're on YouTube yeah yeah like, yeah hundred percent but then equally and at the back of my head I'm thinking oh yeah I would. I would which podcast did you watch? <laughs> there's someone there which you definitely shouldn't be watching. Like, there's some guests and there's some conversations which I don't want you to listen to. But uh, no, it's, it's uh, but that's good. Uh, like, like for us with the football, like we just we got like eighteen to twenty kids now in the team. They're all like so close, 
but it's keeping them off the streets. Like yeah. they're all um, they're all doing like they train like we train on like a Tuesday or whatever, play on a Saturday. But in this preseason, this summer now, they're all doing their own little individual training patterns yeah. things and yeah, sending wicked. sending videos to the coaches like going and you know, they're going for runs and yeah. shooting practice and all this thing, all off their own backs. And it's like if they're doing that, they're not just getting into trouble yeah, and, yeah, and just doing stuff like so I think it's definitely something to it. Is that something which you'd like to pursue? Like, you know, once you're <laughs> I know you're young, like but like once your boxing career's yeah. Done. Always, you I've always thought about that. Yeah, like that. yeah, I always would for sure. No matter the money I make, whatever I do, I'd always go back and do that. I was actually talking about that the other day. Um, because especially with like the gyms I like, obviously the pro gyms in Lamrony, that's in quite a rough area. Mm. Um, my other gyms in Gabalfa, you see all kids around there, hang literally twelve, thirteen, yeah. hang around the shops, doing this, doing that. I mean, you should like get him in the gym. Yeah. And um, I was having a conversation as well the other day about um, like they don't really like to promote boxing, do they? In schools no. and stuff like that. And I feel like that's one of the main things that I feel like would have Helps a, have a massive impact because I know what it done for me. It kept me on the right thing throughout wherever I lived. Like seeing people doing this, doing that. But always, I would never want to let my culture down. Want to want to let my mum and dad down. So. It always had like installed that discipline. Yeah, hundred you know? percent. Like because, and I think it's the same. Like uh, as soon as you mention MMA, jujitsu, Brit boxing, anything like that, to the schools, they're a bit like whoa. Straight away. Yeah, because and even funny enough, right? So I wanted to get my boys doing some MMA because uh, I'm friendly with Jack Shaw's old man and Jack as well, like to a certain extent. So like, I wanted them to get involved in that and um, Richard works in their school or he did I think he's still there he works in the school and he had previously before Covid he was doing boxing and that so they were going to bring it back and I think the school might have been a bit not fussed yeah. but I think they have brought it back but like my missus was straight away like oh if they do boxing or they do MMA or whatever they're just going to they're just going to fight more and I'm like no I don't think I don't think they would I think because they, they're taught to do it in the gym and yeah, in the thing. Of course, 100%. And um, even so, like I know like this is a bit of a bad tune, but... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Even if they did go down that route of like even wanting to fight more, look at the people that can fight. They carry in knives at like yeah. 12 years of age. So I'd rather someone have a dust up outside than yeah, exactly just carry that. a knife because you can't fight. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So, and that happens. On a regular way more, basis, way more than people think. Literally, on a regular basis. Yeah, I. Uh, it's weird, like because I think, like I've always, I'd rather my kids be able to defend themselves and have the mindset of like they're not gonna start a fight or whatever. But at least they cool. know they can, they can get out of it without yeah. getting yeah. seriously hurt or yeah, whatever. But like you say, like it's so dodgy now with knives and stuff like that. Like you just don't know 
what kids are kids are up to. I I see you know in certain parts of Cardiff when I'm there or like driving through, you see uh, the amount of kids I see like young kids, like maybe under twelve say, and they're out on the streets at like ten o'clock at night, and yeah. I'm like, seriously, like yeah, what's going on? Crazy. It's Balaclava though. Yeah, but I just don't get it. Like how they're out so late. Like it baffles me. Oh but yeah, for sure. No way. I used to have to be in. Yeah, on as soon the, as the lights go out, that was me on in. <laughs> yeah, big time. And like, even with my kids, like if they're not back when they're supposed to, I'm like, right, text. They don't reply. I'll be on the phone. Like, yeah. mate, you're ten minutes late. You're twenty minutes late. Yeah. Because I'd be lucky. They do. They've been good and they listen and they you know, they've had their moments and done stuff. But like, compared to what I was like, yeah, they've been. Angels, yeah, which yeah, was always cool. my worry. For the very first moment, I found out my missus was pregnant when I was like twenty-one or something. Was like, oh my god, if they could do, if they're like what I was like from sort of fourteen to twenty, we're gonna have big problems. Yeah, like, you know? <laughs> and um, and that was my worry. And obviously, as they get older, like I'm, th- I'm looking for things maybe sometimes which weren't there, but they've been pretty good. But I, like I said, I know loads of kids in their years who are doing all the stuff that I was doing and probably worse. Yeah, yeah. And it's it is difficult. It's difficult for the schools as well now because they can't like the ki- kids aren't scared of teachers or like they don't respect them and, and so like no. they haven't got a way to get them under control when they do lose their like no, not but at all. I think um I think they should bring certain some like boxing or martial arts or something like that that should be part of the curriculum I do yeah. just in schools because 100% bring the discipline in isn't it yeah. and that side of it is fitness healthy yeah of course fitness help promote health discipline um, dedication and that can rub off onto anything they even choose to do then if you know what I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? And the thing is if you've got um, like yeah. just sorry to use my kids as another example but the middle one He's 16 now, right? And he, um, he's got no interest in, like, football, boxing, cricket, like, nothing. He's not, like, sporty. <coughs> yeah. But just uh, just sort of after COVID and all that sort of stuff, he discovered going to the gym and lifting. Yeah. And he absolutely loves it. Yeah. So, like, he's gone from, like, a bit of a chubby kid who was, like, didn't really enjoy doing sports and that to goes to the gym, like probably six days a week and it's yeah, jacked and it's yeah. massive and he loves it he's yeah. going off to the army now and that and he's like it's like um, he wouldn't have that interest in fitness and health if it wasn't for getting into like weightlifting and yeah. going to the gym and I think <clears throat> boxing and other similar things like martial arts and that they'll have that effect on yeah, teenagers because everyone got that one little thing that they're going to Attract, isn't it? Yeah, so. you just find what you need, don't it? Like, yeah. we find what what suits you. Yeah, of course. But having that, um, having an interest in looking after yourself, it also, I reckon, helps. Like, it helps mental health. There's no doubt oh, about it. Like, 100%. Yeah. Because how many people, I include myself in this, like, because obviously, because of my back and my leg, I can't do as much as what I used to be able to do. And I can't really go. I go to the gym, but I got to use like specialized equipment and stuff like that. Mm. But like, not being able to exercise, that's why I sometimes am like in my own head because I wanna. You don't get like that release of endorphins, endorphins and pushing yourself to the to the limit and yeah. stuff. 
100%. Are you one who trains, like, for, I don't know, for black, lack of a better term, like, you one who trains till he pukes, or, like, well... In, yeah, I'm flat out. When I'm boxing, like, I go hard as I can be, so... Well, actually, with anything I do, even, like, I be on my own in the gym. Mm. I don't need no one to push me, like, I push yeah. myself, so... Yeah, I've always been like that, to be honest. Do you do much, like... Do you go for a run up by you and stuff like that, or do you tend yeah, to do everything in uh, the gym? Nah, I'm always running. Always. Yeah. I quite like running like around my area. Yeah. Because obviously you see people yeah, give yeah. you that beep. It just gives you that extra push, really. That's what I think, anyway. Yeah. I run past the pub. I see all the boys in the pub. <laughs> they are like, yes, come on, Kane. I'm like, what's going on? But then they come to my fight as well, see. So it's yeah. like, it's like a, um, like a win-win type of situation. Yeah, they see you putting the effort in as well. Yeah, exactly. That's what they it is. see you making those um, those sacrifices. Yeah. So then they're gonna be even more in. Like they're gonna be your mates in that and your family and whatever. They're gonna be invested anyway. But like people who are sort of on the edge of those groups, they'll if they see you invested in it, they're more likely to get on board, isn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. What was it like the first time you fought with like? Uh, like a big follower, like a lot of your sort of your following there, and <clears throat> you could like loudly hear them. Was it was it difficult to focus on the job at hand because of that like noise, or was it just a, an added bonus? No, it's always a bonus for me. Um, one thing that sticks out in my head when it was like the biggest, as I was an amateur, when, like, mm. when it first started, I think um, it was the World Championships final. I think I was a youth, and um, this kid he beat me. Um, I think it was like beat me once or twice, like debatable. <laughs> but um, but I was like, there's no way he's beating me this time. But then everyone, everyone come up to that. I think it, I think it was in Swansea, and um, and I beat him. And that was like one memory that sticks out for me with yeah. like a big crowd, and then um, I think that's the year I won the British as well. And a few, a few of them come up to that, and I was in Liverpool. So, um, yeah, they're the two little memories that stick out for me. Nice. So, how old were you then when you two, you won the British at Amateur and you won the, the Welsh as well? How old would you have been then? Um, I think I was about 15, 15, 16, I think. Yeah, something like that. What's, um, do they keep track of your amateur record in boxing I know they do in MMA well as a pro yeah like no so like yeah as you're coming into your sort of your pro career and do they keep track of your last couple of fights to see you know, like you win last record because obviously in boxing you tend to fight more more amateur fights don't you than you do in yeah. MMA and stuff like that yeah but I, di- I didn't really have like loads of amateur fights Was it? I think I had about like there's a few I had about 40 odd mm. 40 something but like seeing as I spanned from like a when I was about yeah, like 10 to, to this yeah like at, at the end I was just fighting in the championships every year like yeah. there would be like there'd be no one to fight anyway so I would just be championships championships and then mm. in the end then I, I was like I can't just keep doing the championships every yeah. year and no, I need to and I, I've always wanted to turn pro anyway like that was always my goal like amateur weren't really my goal mm. with with anything but like a means to just get yeah it was a means to an end type of thing just learn learn what I have to learn 
and then um, just step up to that then. What was your hardest amateur fight, do you reckon? Or one which just maybe shocked you or something? My, oh, one of my best, it was probably one of my best fights, was a um, national champion from Ireland. He come over and um, I think, like, you know, there was, you have like the captains of Wales, captain, and he was the captain of Ireland and he walking around punching it. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, fuck, <laughs> it was it. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was a hell of a scrap, but... I won, I beat him, and I think that was like my best um, performance, probably, I'd say, as well. Were you the sort of fa- uh, the the favourite going into that fight, or like the underdog, maybe? No, I re- I'd be the I'd be like underdog for sure, because yeah. I think he had like, he was multi-multi-national this, national yeah, that. Yeah. They didn't even tell me nothing about him, like, they didn't say nothing. I think he had like hundreds of fights, do you know what I mean? Bad. But... Yeah, they kicked up a fuss and everything because I don't think you come here expecting to be no. beat, but yeah, for sure. I like that. What about when you turned pro? Like, was that something which you kind of thought about, talked with your coaches and that and your family a lot, or was yeah. it sort of, right, now's the time, let's go? Uh, nah, um, I wanted to turn over just before lockdown, but like, obviously, I. I was like in my head I was done with amateurs anyway mm. do you know what I mean at the end I was done and then I was looking to turn pro and I knew it'd always be with Gary like I don't and then I'd have to move away otherwise but I knew if it was in Wales that's what I'd be going with and then lockdown hit and then I was just like stuck in limbo then for like I don't know how long was it like two, two years, years wasn't it so yeah. I was in, in limbo for two years and I feel like, you know, I damaged my mental health and everything because obviously I've trained my whole life until I'm doing nothing now. Yeah. And um, there was no like, um, and the thing is, with boxing and MMA as well, is when they did start to open up a little bit and put shows on, they they only put like big shows on. Really, only the big like, ones, yeah. of course. And I couldn't even train because I weren't a professional athlete f- for the time being. Yeah, because you hadn't quite turned. Yeah, so nightmare. I was stuck I was stuck out my back garden, hitting a bag in a freezing yeah. cold, thinking, I need this gym to be open. Yeah. And How then long's this gonna go? I think um I don't know if it was my dad. I think my dad got in contact with um Joey Cordina and mm. um 'cause I've known him for years anyway. But um he messaged I messaged him and he said come down to the gym. So I went down to Gary's end with him for a couple of sessions. And then he was like, what do you want to do? I was like, I want to turn pro. And, no. um, and obviously I've known Gary for years. I just didn't see him for years. Because I used to go down to his, in New Fit when I was a kid. And train with like Liam Williams and mm. Nick Blackwell and that. And um, he used to jump, chuck me in sparring and everything. So I knew Gary anyway. But um, I went there. And then Gary come in then the one day. I had a chat with him. He said, come back. So I kept coming back, kept coming back. And then um, just one day then he said, you ready to sign now? And I'm like, yeah, for sure. So that was it. Yeah, like that. yeah, I got loads of time for Gary. Apart from the fact that he's obviously incredible boxer himself and, and the wicked coach. Like, as a bloke, I think he's top quality. Like, oh, I got so much time for him. Yeah, 100%. Uh, but, like, all the people I've met from different sports and... 
like different things. I've met, I've been lucky, like I've got to meet loads of sound people, but like he's one of the fa my favorite people I've got to speak to a couple of times in here. Just because, um, and I could sit here and I could just listen to him talking for for hours, like yeah. just when we talked about his career and and boxing and stuff like that. 100%. And um, yeah, I got loads of time for him. What's he like in training? Because oh. obviously, when he comes in here, you know, we had a good good laugh and chat and that. I just yeah. I wonder if he's different when he's when he's in the gym nah, and coaching. He's a laugh. He is a laugh. He always has a laugh. But um, he seems like a sort of coach who like. It will have a laugh, but as also there's like a line Switch. and you hundred percent. As soon as training starts, and boom, that's it. You serious? Yeah, hundred percent. But he's a top bloke, and mm. um, like I always learn off him. Even like he might not even know it, but he just be talking, and I'll be just like absorbing just, yeah. him like a sponge, saying, listening to everything he says. So yeah, he's quality. And I think as well for you, like you, you're around like a lot of talented boxers all the time yeah. you know some and you'll have then like you've got the boys who've kind of made it already you've yeah. also got look the boys who are on their way and stuff like that and i think with sport particularly you can learn all the time from people you can just notice little things they're doing and you think oh that might be quite good yeah. or whatever and yeah it's i speak to some some people over the years and they're more focused on them, like, I'm going to do it this way, this is how I do it, and they stick to that, which there's nothing wrong with that. No, no, no. But, like, also, for me, anyway, I, I always think, like, if you're going to be around all these talented fighters or footballers or whatever it may be, like... Take stuff on yeah, board. Yeah. Take it on board and learn from them, innit? You oh, know? 100%. And that, I feel like that's what I do. Obviously, we all got our own little journey, our own mm. path, and I don't like... I wouldn't focus on another fighter. I just I focus on myself. Yeah. But I'll always take um, little bits from him, like especially with like Joey being in the gym. Yeah, hundred percent. And like, mad not to, wouldn't you? Even just um, anything he says, like little things. Like I went, we was um, was in the car with him years ago, a couple of years ago, and we went up sparring in um, in Mid. And like he was just saying things to me, but he was just talking. But mm. in my head, I'm taking everything he says on board. If he's in the gym, I'm listening to everything he says, because you just—it's like a sponge, isn't it? You soak yeah. up everything he says. Um, Liam Williams, another one. Um, Chris Jenkins, he's nuts. I love him. He's nuts. So, but, so much time for him. But when he when he's calm, he says a few good things, and I love watching Chris as well when he boxes. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's he's so enjoyable to watch fight, isn't he? But like, he um, he's been a bit unlucky, I mm. think, in oh, terms of like yeah. just not quite getting the the break of things and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, but for sure. He's supposed to be coming in actually soon. Is he? But yeah, we 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 were sorting it out a couple of times, and then um, like just stuff happened my end or his end, and it was just never quite happened. But we'll definitely get him down here because like he's just. I just enjoy speaking. I done one online with him before, but I speak to him on text, like semi regular. Yeah. And um, yeah, I got a lot of time. Yeah, he's funny, funny man. He is, you know. What well, um, outside of like the obvious, so you know, like Gary and the fighters, who like helps you the most? Who influences you the most in terms of how you're progressing through your? Boxing career through your life and stuff. Other than other than boxing, um, probably like my mum and dad, like they support me with everything. So, yeah. Like 
I'll take it. I don't even worry about tickets. They take all the stress off me with tickets. That's a massive thing. Uh, and that's massive a massive help because I wouldn't have a clue. Yeah. Like, it'd, it'd be stressing me. So my mum and my dad sorts that out. I'm thankful for that. Um, and growing up, they've always given me what I wanted, you know what I mean? Obviously, it got a bit harder because they split up, but mm. um, as a kid, I, everything I wanted, training-wise, anything, they'd be on it, so, yeah. Are they, like, I don't know, if something happened, like, and the shit at the fan, is that the first people you sort of go to, is your, your parents, and yeah. you'd be like... Yeah, 100%, always. That's what, you, that's what you need, don't you? You need people behind you, because... Whatever you're doing, it's never going to be smooth sailing, is it? Like you're going to have ups and downs. Yeah, and always ups and downs, of course. You can't deal with it on your own. I, I think, hey, like I just think, if you try and deal with stuff on your own, eventually you'll, um, like you'll just break, like you'll crack because there's too much. Like, like you even if you use you as an example, like you say you were doing everything yourself, you're doing the training, the fighting, the boxing, and you're trying to promote yourself and you're trying to do this, but then you've also got to sell your tickets, like. Someone's got to give, yeah. you know, like there's just yeah. not enough hours in the day for you to do everything. Yeah. And um, again, like we said at the start, like about um, fighters who maybe are really talented but are not able to sell tickets. I also wonder how many fighters over the years who've been super talented but they haven't had people around them or they haven't had the right people around them. Yeah. And they oh. kind of just don't realise their potential. Yeah, because they can get influenced as well. Yeah. They can get in, who they hang around with, people, where they go in. 100%. Like, my, I'm lucky, IMC, because my group of friends I've known since fucking nursery. Yeah. And obviously you meet people along the way that, yeah, your mates, or some different types some of people. Go, some go, yeah. Some shouldn't hang around with, some you should. Yeah. But, um, like, my mates, they always... They're good because they all keep me grounded wherever I do. Like they rip really piss out of me yeah. on a daily. So gotta yeah, you gotta have them. Sure. Yeah, otherwise you just get like don't get. You want to stay humble at the end of the day. I think yeah. no matter where you go, because I think ultimately you'll see those people on your way down eventually. Yeah. Uh, funny enough, the first uh, the first time I had Paddy the Baddy on. Yeah. He was when he was like. Um, he was saying like when he was like nineteen twenty and he first became the featherweight champ in Cage Warriors, he obviously known around Liverpool. He's like the the young hotshot in it. Yeah, Everyone knows him, and like he said, he had so many people who thought like he was, they were his friends and like hangers on and that. And then when he lost, all of a sudden cool. they all just disappeared. Like, yeah. and he he made a lot of changes then. I think in terms of like how he dealt with. Like, who's your mates? Who's your trust? Who are just people you know? Yeah. Who are just people to say hello yeah, to? Yeah, exactly. Got to kind of navigate it because yeah, yeah. if you're in the public eye, you don't want to be like telling people to fuck off to you and no, just like no. uh, like you got to do your thing and you got to have photos and yeah, you know, say hello or whatever. Of, the path, of course it does, yeah. But it was quite in like enlightening listening to that from him because. He was, you know, he's pretty even now, like, with all his multi-million deals with the UFC and that, like, he's still very grounded yeah, when you speak to him. Yeah, yeah. He's a really sound guy, so, like, listening to him, and, like, Liverpool's massive place, but he, he said, like, he just, even then, like, 19, 20, he just couldn't go anywhere, like, so I was just, I would, you know, like, what you, what I was saying to you when you got out the ring at the, 
Abergavenny shirt when everyone just like swarmed you. Yeah. I imagine him being like that, but like in Liverpool, everywhere he goes. 24-7, like, yeah, every day. It's got to be so proper stressful. Yeah, that, of course. Because I watch his um, his YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. And he always makes sure everyone says, please, don't he? Like, yeah. Can I have a phone? What's the magic word? Please. Yeah. Which is a good thing, though, isn't it? Yeah, so, 100%. Like, because obviously, what was I watching yesterday? I was watching Tyson Fury's thing he just brought out on Netflix. And there's people just going up to him and just taking photos oh, constantly. Nice. He's with your family, take photos, videoing him. Like, I find stuff like that a bit oh, mate, too much. This, right? you know I mean? I, um, so, where am I? The closer, mate, is Rodri Giggs. Yeah. Ryan's brother, innit? Yeah. And um, I seen a video the other day um, in a pub, right? And Ryan is having a piss at the urinal, and this guy calls him. He's work. The guy's at the sink, calls him, and he like leans over his shoulder because he's heard his name while he's going to the toilet. And the guy's like filming him. <laughs> it's like, mate. And, and he's not happy. Like, <laughs> You know, it's, oh. um, it's like yeah, people do take this. It's crazy, man. <laughs> and the thing is, right, is ninety nine percent of people who uh, in a public eye, or even people who just you know whatever, like are on their way up, or create content, or just anything that you might have seen. If you ask them for a photo, or you say, I just go and say hello and say I like your stuff. Yeah. Ninety nine percent of them will be quite yeah. humble about you. Yeah, know, they'll be quite shocked by yeah, it. Like, of course. Like I was telling um, uh, Tom Ricks the other day when I went up to that Abergavenny show, I think it was like only like two or three people come up to me throughout the night and were like, "Oh, I seen your podcast with Kieran, or I seen this," and I was really like, "I'm really awkward with it because I it's not something I've ever had expected or had to deal with. It's yeah. just something which has developed a little bit, yeah. but it's more so like I get it in Cardiff because I know a lot of people in Cardiff, so I and I talk about Cardiff City a lot, yeah. and I have." City footballers and stuff like that, so like I kind of can deal with that a bit better. And I also know a lot of people from going to the football for over the years, so like I can kind of like navigate that because sometimes it might be someone who knows me, but I just can't remember them, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this guy sort of said, Oh, sorry, what's happening? You know, how's the family? blah blah. And I was like, Right, so I must know you, yeah, because oh, I don't really talk, I talk about like my kids, but I never name them. And I don't put them up on like social media really and stuff like yeah. that. And like he was asking, and I was, and I, it was frying my brain. Yeah, their situations are the worst. And I'm thinking like, right, I must know you from somewhere, right? Where do I know you from? And I'm trying to like uh, work out yeah. where it's from, because they were in Abergavenny as well, not in yeah, Cardiff, yeah, like so it's away from home. And um, and like in the end, I kind of went off. Yeah, you know, I was said hello and that. And then I went off, and then I kind of cottoned on that he was. He had sort of gone from, you know, how's your family, whatever, and he then started talking about, like, the podcast and whatever. So I went back to him, and I was like, oh, mate, I'm really sorry. I wasn't being rude. It was just I was... I thought I knew you, so I was trying to place you. Yeah. And then, obviously, I couldn't place you because we've never met. Yeah, and you just threw the podcast. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was just, like, a weird thing. <laughs> he was really sound, though, but, like, that's that's very... I find it weird. So like, I take just, it back. It takes you back a bit. Stuff yeah, like that, it? it's, it's strange, like... And I'm, I bet you probably get it a lot in like Glam Rumney and I like kids and people saying Kane. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of people now. Yeah, it is. Like, Do I know you now? Um, yeah, I always think like for ages I'll be rattling my brain thinking yeah. about it, but then I just put it down to like people like obviously you might have yeah. a brother. You might like this other like I'm quite known around it anyway. So. Yeah, you're bound to be, and the, and the thing is like that's only going to grow, isn't it? Yeah, it's like it'll grow. 
like people in Lam Romney will know who you are. People in Cardiff will know who you are, and then yeah. it's gonna go and go. What's the? Um, did you watch much boxing when you were like younger? Are you someone who watches a lot of boxing, like fights and that? Mm, yeah, I do watch a lot of boxing to be honest. Yeah. What's What's your favorite fight that you've ever watched? Like, or to put it another way, like I asked them, um, what's the best fight in history in that you that you kind of look Reme- back and yeah. watch with, like remember? Mine watching? that always sticks out in the first when I come to my head was um, Mayweather and Gaethje. That's just it's a good one. A pure masterclass, like unbelievable. But now is um my favorite, um, Javante Davis. Yeah, that fight. Um, did you watch the Crawford fight the other week? Oh yeah, different level. Yeah, different gravy. The speed on him, man. Um, it's unbelievable. I was debating that fight for months, thinking I'd never got a clue. Yeah, I thought it was going to be close. I, I didn't did. have a clue. I was back and forth. My little cousin, he loves Errol Spence. Yeah. And I was like, nah, I thought I was going to do him. Hmm. And he, he was like, nah, no way. And then I was like going to sway a bit, because obviously he's quite big, Errol Spence. And I was like, oh, I don't know. But I kept with Crawford, luckily. And then for him to do that, I was just Yeah, it was massively one-sided when I was yeah. really, like... It was wild, man, because that was like billed as like top level fight, you know, two two of the best, and it did not look like that no, in the fight. And then, um, like, I produce a podcast, a boxing podcast on a Sunday, and um, Ben, the one of the hosts, he's like his brain for like um, historical knowledge. Like, you start talking about boxing from the fifties, sixties, seventies, whatever, anything, and he'll tell you like the date and. Yeah. yeah, but it's 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 quite like puts like it throws you when you're talking to him yeah. because you, you can't help but be like fuck you know <laughs> yeah. how'd you do that yeah but um they were talking about that fight so his co-host is um, Michael Olajedi Junior it mm. was like uh, he he never quite got to the very top but he like he fought Hagler back in the day like yeah uh, he um he was like I think I'm sure he was like Olympic champion or something. It's like the late eighties, nineties, something like that. But um, like he's he trains like all the um, so he trained like uh, oh, what's his name who plays Thor, Chris Hemsworth. So he trains oh, all uh, them to yeah, get yeah. in shape for their Hollywood for roles and movies. that. Oh, so it's just so like that's a mad job isn't it to go from just a boxer yeah, so who didn't quite make it to the very top yeah. and then like now he's like he's got this he's got like a mass he's like what do they call him in America. The Godfather of boxer size or something like that. So he yeah. does like all boxer size stuff and yeah, it's it's wicked. Like he's wicked. created a full on like niche for himself. Yeah. And he's so um, he's just like this cool black guy. Like just you know like the show's called Sugar and Silk, and he is Silk, but he's like so laid back, and he's just like one of these guys who's just everything seems to like just flow off his tongue, and he's just very yeah. articulate and, yeah. and he's lot of fun to talk to but they were talking about that fight and and like i remember that they did the preview show the week before and you know oh it's gonna be close and this and that and they did i think they both said crawford but like they thought it was going to be a close fight and they were obviously talking about how spence might win and then to see them it's not very often you see them like kind of shocked by the yeah thing when they're talking about everyone in the world was shocked by that wasn't it do you think um, 
anyone will beat Javante Davis before he retires? Or who do you think could? I feel like the closest star uh, right now would probably be um, Shakur Stevenson. Yeah. Because um, obviously a tango that power any, but I feel like Shakur is just all around sound, like his distance, timing. Um, I think he's. I think he's getting a bit of a natural power now because he's stepped up in weight. He's getting bigger, isn't he? But yeah, I think you give him his closest fight mm. for sure. What about you now? Have you got any uh, fights lined up yet? Um, October is looking like. I wanted to try and get on the Cordina card end of September, but I don't know if anyone knows that yet. But it's not. Hap- yeah. It's not happening now. No, I seen the thing this morning saying yeah, that they. They were trying to sort out something. Yeah, so it's not happening now. I think he's fighting November, Joey. Mm. But um, like he's he's another fighter I love watching. Um, yeah. Even though a good friend of mine, it probably out of anyone who I'd look up to, even out of anyone in the world about boxing, it'd probably be him. Yeah. Because just how he, even what he's like in the ring, um, how he is as a person, and he literally lived like the street I lived. I live. Sorry. He literally lived right at the end of my street and just crossed the road. Yeah. So it's mad, like, to think, well, if I just follow his footsteps now, anyone could, it could happen from anywhere. Do you know what I mean? It's um, it's mad, isn't it? Like, a lot of the people who go on and be the world champs and they're starting to, you know, be the very best. You know, they come from places like yeah, me and you come, come from, from nowhere. And, yeah. Yeah. and quite often, you know, quite often. When, particularly in fighting, like the top top fighters, they come from like areas which you'd say, which people would say is rough or is like known for trouble or whatever. But like yeah. that's where these guys come from a lot of the times. Yeah. Like, what, so you you reckon you'll be back in October then? Yeah, October is looking like. Like, how do you what what's your aim for the next five years? Like, where do you want to go from today? Five years. Well, it's difficult to say it because you just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, you don't know. But five years, I want to be at the top of mm. in five years. You know what I mean? So I'm 25 now, I'll be 30 by then. So I feel next couple of fights, I don't want to move too quick anyway. I'd rather take my time. Um, I'm not in no rush. Yeah. But um, next year, I feel like titles. Be like a big year for you next yeah, year. Yeah, next year be, should be massive. I think as well having someone like Gary kind of guiding you is a good person yeah, to get yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, I put all my trust in Gary. I don't even want to worry about what I do. I try yeah. to trust whatever process he chooses for me, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, you, whatever he says, I'll follow. In terms of like you as a fighter then, do you just look at it as like kind of whoever they put in front of me, I'm just going to beat them and then go on to the next? Yeah. Or do you try and have in your head think, right, I need to beat someone at this level? To get to that level and yeah, so well, on. obviously you've always got a lot of plan in the back of your head, mm. but um, whoever's in front of me, that's the main objective, isn't it? Yeah. No matter if it's someone from the street, if it's someone who got a name, my my plan is just one fight at a time. But obviously you always get those names in the back of your head that you know if I beat him, I'm onto yeah. that level. If I beat him, I'm onto that level. So yeah, there's a there's a few names that I know. I'd want to move through, but if there was one fighter, past or present, 
that you could fight like just you get a time machine and you could fight them in their in their prime just for their you know to say you fought them. Who, yeah, who would you like to have fought for? Anyone in the world. Anytime. It'd have to be Floyd. It'd have to be me ever. Only just, just to see what he's like in there, just to see his yeah, IQ, his, just see everything. Peak, yeah. yeah, just I would love to just be in there. Well, talking about speed, like well, at his peak, like his the speed of his counter punches which yeah. is insane. Like, Pull back counters, <sighs> crazy. Yeah, it's the, but like people, you know, people criticize him now because he's doing all these exhibition fights and that, and it. Yeah. And I'm like, why shouldn't he? He's made his name. He's made his money. Yeah. If he can still make like a few million here and there by fighting twice a year against whoever YouTubers and why wouldn't you? Like, I think anyone would, wouldn't they? <laughs> Come on, you can have understand it. ten, fifteen mil to fight some exhibition against no one that's boxed yeah. before. Yeah. You're gonna do it, and you KSI's brother or something, wasn't it? Yeah, it's like yeah, Deji, yeah. It's like, but it's like fucking. Why wouldn't you accept? A couple of a few million to do that. I oh, know you would. Do you know what I mean? You're not in any I, danger. He's, he's done his um, career, and he so yeah. So people, don't, don't, people don't like it because when like people make people people if you're successful, they want to drag you down. Yeah. No matter what you're doing, do. like. Yeah. But it's the same as anything. Isn't it? It's like these footballers who are going out to like Saudi Arabia now, who are like, okay. you know, 32, 33, yeah. and it's like, why would you like? Why would they stay in the Premier League and get paid, whatever, when or go and make like not just they're already multi millionaires, but like they're gonna go and make like generational wealth, which is gonna like go to their kids, 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 yeah, kids of course, in like a year. And it's mm. like, it's just come on, simple, isn't it? Like, yeah, and, and anyone in that position would do exactly the same exactly as well. Because look, like Ronaldo, for instance, he's one of the richest people, sports people in the world. Even he done it because yeah. he knew that I can go here for two years and I'm gonna be like this kind of like double Done, my wealth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Sure. It's, it's a job at the end of the day. Yeah. Like they all, you know, they all love it, but it's, it is a job. Yeah. Yeah, I never understood that criticism. Like I, I can understand the criticism maybe with football. Like if they go when they're like, you know, 23 and they're at their peak and they're already at a big club. And they're already winning things, or they, mm. or they, they, they haven't won anything. So you want to go and win the Champions League, whatever. Mm. Mm. Like, I get that. Yeah. But like, obviously, everyone got those goals at first, but then once you achieve them goals, why not go and exactly make the maximum money you can? Yeah. At the end of the day, like those trophies are great. You all, you know, all athletes want to be the best at what they do, but equally. When your career is over, everyone and forget about you. Yeah, what are you gonna pay your bills with? Exactly. Like you know. Yeah. So you can't play. You can't pay with your reputation, or no. you can't carry on like live for the next twenty, thirty years no. after you're retired. So, yeah, I got no no problem with it. Really, I quite think good for them myself. Yeah. Have you ever had to fight anyone you like genuinely dislike? Um. No, not really. No. That one comes down, yeah. Maybe you'll no. get it soon. That'll be the pro for sure. Like, mm. There'll probably be people, like, that's when the smart talk starts and stuff, yeah. innit? But an amateur, nah, I got on everyone really. I'll have to fight people that I got along with, do you know what I mean? So. Is there people you wouldn't fight? Like, 
your uh, like teammates and mates and stuff like that. Yeah, I wouldn't find no one like say in my gym, mm. obviously, because like I treat the gym like a family gym, like we're all close. Yeah. Um. So at my gym, yeah, but anyone else really, boxing's a business, isn't it? So. Yeah. What about um, in your gym, like in Gary's gym, and I had like. What other fighters should we be looking out for over the next sort of year or two? Um, well, obviously you've got Reese, but obviously Reese Edwards. He's already signed this guy, like he's mm. up there again there now anyway. But um, obviously Ben Crocker, Kieran Jones, Callum Smith. Um, is that all the young ones? Mm-hmm. I think that's all the young ones. Don't want to leave no one out. Uh, no, I don't want to leave no one out. I think no, nah, I think that's it for our gym. Obviously, you've got Chris and Liam, but everyone yeah. knows them anyway. So, but yeah, um, me, Kieran, Ben, Callum, we're all rising up now. Mm. So you know, you said like you going help out in your old gym, like with the kids and that. If you seen a kid who was um, like particularly exceptional, like would you? Like say to his parents or say to the coach or like go to you know go to Gary or go to whoever like to pursue it rather than just doing it for fun. Yeah, um, most of them in there are quite young. Yeah. Anyway. So I always like some they do think about trying to brush. I said just don't. There's no point mm-hmm. in rushing. Like just mm-hmm. like they have a few fights and they like mm-hmm. oh, I want to take pro. Like no, yeah. you don't. Like you don't want to take pro. Yeah. Put work in, win a couple of national titles, um, Brit- get a British, do stuff like that for you before turning pro. Because there's, there's no need to turn in pro. Yeah. Yeah, I guess if you turn, if you go too early, like you're not gonna get the opportunities to fight anyway. No. Because you're gonna either people will view you as either too inexperienced or or too young or whatever. Yeah. Whereas if you go and win those amateur titles and the championships and stuff like that. Like you get that on your resume as well, and you're learning all the time. You're getting better all the yeah, time, so then you can kind of hundred percent have that on your record. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, who's the most talented fighter you've ever trained with? Joey, hundred percent Joey. Um, I remember the first time I sparred Joey. I think he was fresh off winning the European gold. And um, I think I, d- I had a fight coming up or something. So they arranged it. And he comes to my amateur gym and battered me. <laughs> he but didn't take the piss. But it's like I was like, "Fuck, he's going yeah. class." He's jabbing my head off. But then after he was like, "You're talented. Like just keep mm. going, keep crafting." And um, yeah, we became cool ever since then. But yeah, it'd have to be Joey. Like everything he does. Who reckons the most? Underrated fighter that you spar with or have sparred. Underrated. I feel like I'm, is Chris Jenkins underrated though? But I think like I feel like he is a bit underrated because yeah. when I see him in the gym sparring, I'm like, fuck, he's wicked. Like I just sit there and watch him because he's just so calm when he's <laughs> sparring. Yeah, he talking and sparring. Must he just, be the only time he's calm. So yeah, no, he ain't that calm. I mean, calm in yeah. boxing. He's still talking shit <laughs> for sure. But yeah, I think um, him as well. He's very good. Yeah, I I know what you mean like with like underrated like because he is you know he he gets like on some big cards and that and people 
you know, recognise that he's a good boxer. But I also think, like I said earlier, I think he's been a bit unlucky, Just unlucky. Yeah. with certain things. There's like another timeline where he's like at the very top, you know. Um, mm. What's the last song you listened to? Probably, probably a little baby song. Yeah. Little baby, yeah. We've been listening to lately. My music selection is crazy though. I could go yeah, from like biggest rap song going to slow jams R and B. The next song, so yeah, I couldn't even tell you. So what I've been asking people lately is like, what the last, what's the last song you listened to, and then what's the first song you remember, like, you know, not necessarily first song you heard, but first song you remember, like get into or singing along or like when you were younger maybe a, a song on the radio your mo- like a song your mum listened to because I like to see how people's musical like from the first song you got into to the s- music you listen to now I was changed over the years because <laughs> we had some what was the one the other day someone went from like some 80s like pop song to, the, to like death metal or something more recently. Yeah, I used to like listen. My thing was reggae when I was young. I think I used to bang out reggae. Yeah. Oh, mate, there was some quality reggae songs. Yeah, there, always man. stuff like that. I think I was from my dad. Like you always yeah. still bang reggae. So. What um, if you take boxing out of it? Like, what do you think you'd be doing if you weren't a boxer? <sighs> To be honest, I don't, I don't really know. Have you been in this so long? Is like is just fixated really... in my mind. Mm. But was there any ever anything else like where you were like, oh, if this doesn't work out, I'm gonna do this? To, or was to, it just always? Probably, I probably would be on a a bad path. To be honest with you. Yeah. And like that's not me saying that I would be a bad guy. It's just. Like I've always had in my head, like I'm seeing people, like I got in my head is like I got nothing else. Mm-hmm. I just got boxing, and if I didn't have boxing, then I feel like I would have been swayed towards different types of people. Yeah. So I probably would have been in a bad way to be honest. Probably would have been in jail, but that's just like a product of my environment. Yeah, because like, you know what I mean. So. It's just like you see these making money, you see these making money. Even now, I see people making money left, right, and centre, mm-hmm. and I'm fucking struggling yeah. going for my run. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. it, is, it is one of them and situations. It's also in that, with that, it's even it's harder as well. Is when you're, say, like 15, 16, and you see other kids who are on that path and they've got wads of cash and you're like trying to be good or whatever yeah. and you haven't yeah because exactly you're, because you're 15 16 and mm. you haven't got a job or whatever and like um i reckon that's how sometimes that's how kids fall into it as well isn't it? because yeah. they see the cash they see and they're a, like oh, i want that see a big wad of money you and you've got no discipline you want you're gonna follow it yeah and um obviously there's not many opportunities around for places no. like where i'm from and i'm not saying it's the roughest area in the world but there's not much going for like young kids what like round fucking 15 mm-hmm. well they just the, the other thing as well they're taking away everything aren't they yeah take away all the youth clubs all the youth all the clubs everything like everything. what are they gonna do they're gonna be on the street corners they said so. this the other day to someone it might be the new actually like they're taking away um so my youngest boy he goes up to pen twin to see his girlfriend and um they they've taken away the leisure center 
and uh, I think that I've heard rumours they're taking away like the youth clubs and that and one of the football pitches and it's like what do you think all these kids really are going to do like, yeah of course what and then when they're all congregating around the shops or whatever and drinking and, and whatever like what kids yeah. doing it like we all done it well you probably didn't because no, you were boxing but like <laughs> I did yeah. and like you know just what teenagers tend to end up doing to a certain extent but if you want to stop them from you know hanging around with their mates and having a few sneaky beers to then go and do worse stuff mm. you've got to give them something to do something man and you've got 100%. to get them in boxing yeah. clubs and youth clubs where the people who were working and coaching in these places they're in there because they're volunteering to do it because they know what it's like to go on a yeah. bad path and they're trying to oh. they'll guide you like mm. and yeah, infuriates me, mate. Yeah, it's it is. It's terrible. Because Liter- literally, I'll go to the, my amateur boxing gym and I see about, must be about 20-odd kids all on bikes, balaclavas up. Yeah. And most of them, they're not even bad kids. They're not no. even... There's nothing wrong with them. Like, it's just... They just get chucked into the deep end. They've got nowhere to go, nothing to do. Like, I know a few, like, young ones, and I've seen them come through the boxing gym and then leave. Yeah. So I go up to him like, what? come back to the gym. What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh no, I should, I should. I'm just, just come in then, and I just walk in, and I feel like it is like a massive part because there's if it ain't a boxing gym or football or nothing, just anything, nothing like giving stuff to do. Yeah. But it's not also like you're giving them something to do where there's people there who are gonna guide them. So like one of the big things we talk about with the football is like it's not just about you know, getting them together as a team and making sure they're good at the team and whatever. It's also like guiding them a bit in it to help them grow up. Like yeah. they're growing from like being a teenager is difficult. Mm-hmm. So like yeah, you're trying to guide them into being an adult and make decent decisions and whatever when you come up. Because m- most kids at some point have a choice to make about certain things don't they whether yeah. it's drinking drugs yeah. whatever like where there's like a, you have like a bit of a thing where you've got to say no or you've got to you go along with it like yeah. it's just one of them part of life isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, if you haven't got people in within your day to day structure or week that were like talking to you about those things and talking to you about being disciplined and looking after yourself being fit whatever doing the right things what are you going to do as a kid? Yeah. You're going to make the wrong decisions cool. because that's what kids do. Yeah, that's what they do, it's, isn't it? Yeah, it's frustrating, man. And it I think, um, like, I look at what, when I, so it's a long time ago, but when I was, like, a teenager, there was so much to do, right? Yeah. And I still didn't do it, but there was stuff, like, there was... To do. There was yeah. stuff everywhere, like, and I'd go through some of the places where that stuff was now, in Fairwater and... Ely and that, and it's just nothing. Does it? It's just nothing. No. They, then, and then you'll have people like me who will drive through, go and see my in-laws or whatever, and they'll be like, um, oh, I can't believe, look at all these kids on the street. And then I'll think to myself, and it's like, well, what else what are they going to do? do? <laughs> like, yeah. They've they, taken away all their stuff. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. it's mental, mate. But um, listen, I enjoyed that, mate. Good chat. Yeah, um, 100% wicked. I'll drop all any links to your like social medias and stuff like that. And if you've got any merch or anything like that, I'll drop links in the description and that. Um, but if you've got anything to say to the people, you say, yeah. man. Just, uh, uh, no, just keep supporting me. Um, 
support everyone support the way um, Welsh boxing everyone coming up thank you for all my sponsors because without my sponsors I wouldn't be able to do any of it so yeah just thank you to them and I'll let you all know when I'm fighting next top man thank you very much Kane Shepherd. and uh, please do subscribe to the channel like all that good stuff and uh, if you've got time if you want to become a member for like two quid a month or something uh, patreon.com slash ace podcast nation and also check out violent money and uh, you can use the discount code in the description as well for that get yourself a little discount they got good training gear and they got good t-shirts like this collaboration with weekend the friend there but uh, and as the man said you need the sponsors man so sure. support us support the sponsors is what i say nice one Only thing showing this late be the freak show. Call for your come, I be checking through the peephole. Everything closed this late, but your contact. Hit a catch a vibe, you might catch a little contact. Podcast Network.